Wellness for Real is sponsored by Iron Flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64 ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute to be honest. Having a high quality BPA free 18-8 stainless steel vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours which for me is a must. I also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use. They make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors. I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle, and it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena. And on today's episode, Felicia and I have a very special guest. His name is Dr. Richard Sinda. He is from a clinic that he started called Innovative Directions in Health. They focus on preventative care and natural hormone therapy. So he really talks more in depth about hormones and how to take the best care of yourself so that we can all age gracefully and be happy and healthy and live our best lives. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out his website. It is linked in the description of this episode. And let's get it started, y'all. It's about to get real. Today, we have Dr. Cinda here with us um, from Innovative Directions and in Health. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Cinda. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm super excited to have him here because he's my doctor as well. So yeah. um, for me, I had a lot of personal, I have lots of personal experience, experience, excuse me, with hormone issues. So Dr. Cinda has really changed my life. So I'm super excited to have you here too. Thank you. Awesome. So we just want to first know, well. yeah, we just want to know a little bit about you. How did you kind of get into this realm of medicine? Well, uh, I trained as a primary care doctor a long time ago. I mean, you know, 30-ish years ago, I trained in that. And I kind of was at the tail end of when 
if you're a primary care doctor, you did kind of everything. You, I mean, I did hospital medicine. I took care of my own intensive care unit patients. I worked a lot in the ER. I worked, I moonlighted in urgent cares, managed my own hospital people. I assisted on surgeries, assisted on, you know, deliveries of babies. Uh, but I, uh, after doing primary care for uh, about eight years, I, full-time, I found myself really disillusioned with uh, the pressures that were um, being placed on uh, me and us, actually all of us. And I didn't feel like that's why I got into medicine. I, I felt pressured to uh, fix people with pills when a lot of times they, that's not what they needed. They needed a lifestyle overhaul. Uh, and then, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, we had a lot of women who had hormonal issues and uh, a study comes out saying, you know, you shouldn't use, you know, hormones anymore because horse hormones are, have risks. And then we couldn't do anything for them. And they uh, said, well, what's, they said, well, you should put them on high powered antidepressants and anxiety pills and sleeping pills instead, which a lot of those are even addictive. So that just didn't seem right to me. So I, I, uh, so I switched over to full-time urgent care, which I had been doing actually since 1991. And because, you know, I mean, people need that piece of wood taken out of their foot. They need stitches. They need their broken bones, you know, splinted and casted. They need that pneumonia treated, that strep throat treated, you know, that bladder infection treated. That was stuff that I, that needs immediate attention. And that's the kind of thing where I, I, I felt good about that. But I didn't feel good about our, our approach to primary care. It felt very uh, uh, I, outdated and, and, and it just didn't feel right to me. So, so I left and became a full-time urgent care doctor. And then, but I always kept my eye on uh, like where primary care prevention and, 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 uh, and the hormonal piece of it, especially, I always, I read and read and read about that constantly. And then I fell into this. I, 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 uh, by re I was reading and reading and reading about what I do now. I was initially extremely skeptical because I thought it sounded, it was just way too good to be true. And then one day, really, I just like a light bulb went off and I realized this is really what we needed all along in primary care. This is what I was looking for that we didn't, I didn't have access to. So I trained in it, got certified in it. I got, you know, a few different certifications now practicing it full time. So, and I still do a little bit of urgent care. I, I was doing a lot of urgent care up until, you know, a year or two ago and, you know, COVID kind of put the kibosh on some of that too. So. <laughs> Talking about hormones. So let's just start with the basics. Like what mm -hmm. are hormones? Well, hormones are chemical messengers that tell your body, uh, that, that make your body function optimally. They, uh, they, they turn on pieces of your DNA to tell you to make you know, proteins and whatnot. I mean, they, uh, they regulate your metabolism. They, you know, I mean, geez, I mean, if you, <laughs> we could talk for a week about that, <laughs> you know, and there's also so many different types of hormones. I mean, they're, you know, right. even vitamin D is really considered a hormone. Uh, the, one of the biggest mistakes being made or, or uh, misguided, how would you put it? One of the, um, like a misconception, maybe Yeah, one of the misconceptions is that hormones are just for reproduction. And that is wrong for men and women. Uh, because our reproductive lives, yes, they're important and they're a part of our life, but they're not 
they're not all of our lives, right? And there are so many other quality of life and, you know, even quantity of life issues that revolve around hormones. For example, things like progesterone and estrogen that we always think of as being needed for reproduction with women to, to start and maintain a pregnancy. They also have incredibly powerful effects on brain health and, uh, you know, dementia prevention, healthy sleep, you know, mood, metabolism. I mean, there, there are so many things. I mean, it, it's, and to just say, well, it's all about the uterus and about having babies. And it's just not, it's just, uh, you're, they're missing the whole, a whole nother part of, of uh, hormone health. So to act like it's a great idea to have no hormones, it's devastating for quality of life, really. Uh, and uh, to act like there's something great about having no hormones, you know, that's what a lot of people talk about risk. And they say, well, you know, hormones, you know, scare me. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be on horse hormones, you don't want to be on synthetic hormones. But look at the risk of having no hormones in your body. There's there are huge risks associated with that. So acting like you're avoiding risk by letting your hormones go to zero is really, it's not a good idea. And it's it leads to really, you know, poor quality of life and, you know, all sorts of health issues, you know, not to, you know, I mean, even just besides bone health, I mean, you know, bone health is one obvious one, you know, the osteoporosis. Oh, I didn't know that. So. Well, for me, quality of life is, was huge. I mean, I didn't know what was happening to my body. So, I mean, I just couldn't, no matter what I did, I could not lose a pound. I mean, I, I, nothing, nothing was working. I wasn't sleeping. I, I mean, I would literally fall asleep and wake up every hour on the hour for a year. You know what I mean? It's one thing for that to happen to somebody for a month or two, but this was a year of right. me not getting any sleep. And let me tell you, I was a bitch. I was not nice. <laughs> I was hard to be around. You know what I mean? On top of the fact that yeah. I was extra moody and literally was like, I hate everybody secretly. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it was really, it wasn't normal. That's not my normal. It wears you down. No, I mean, it really does. And I just <clears> couldn't <throat> figure out what was going on. You know what I mean? Because I had my period. So I wasn't, I'm like, I'm not old or anything, or I'm not in menopause. I didn't know there was something before menopause, um, right. but my periods were weird. Like they were, my periods have always been really light and normal. They were super heavy and I would get my period and then I would get it four days later again. And it was super, I mean, it was just crazy. And I didn't know what it was, you know? And I went to my regular doctor, had my hormones checked up. Oh, your, your hormones are great. Like they're perfect. You know, I told her what was going on and she checked my hormones and she said they were fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Cause that seems Which to be really common annoying. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you'll go see your regular physician and yeah. they, they tell you that what you think is wrong with you, you're fine. So range, everything's fine. The range is so right. big. So, right. so what I'm going to say is, I mean, I, I, you know, it's my opinion, but I know a lot of docs and my colleagues agree with me on this. So this isn't just my opinion. I've heard it over and over, over the years. And a lot of us who bolted primary care for urgent care, um, we all had a similar experience, but our education surrounding hormones and nutrients is really poor in this nation. So we, we, we're great at drama. You know, when somebody's half dead, you're half dead, man. You know, you're, you know, you're, you have a gallbladder attack, appendicitis, you know, you know, we're awesome. You know, our emergency rooms, our intensive care units, our surgical care is outstanding. But when it comes to prevention, we're horrible. And a lot of that has to do with just really 
common sense, taking care of your nutrients, nutrients and your hormones. We are, our, I had two weeks in med school, two weeks of nutrition and, and nutrients and, and preventive health, two weeks. I mean, now that was a long time ago, but I hear it's not much better now. I hear it's a little better, but not much. So, you know, having said that, I mean, studying nutrients and hormones is very uh, uh, challenging. I mean, there's a lot to learn, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. And, um, it, you know, we should study it. Other nations do. They're aghast at how little we know. So, so, um, so not knowing what to do with the hormones. That's why docs, I mean, they, there's, there isn't a consensus on it. And all there is, is we're stuck in 2002 where the horse hormone study said these things are risky. So we we're stuck in that. Uh, other studies looking at, you know, naturally occurring hormones haven't shown that risk. So, so I, for whatever reason, we're still stuck. We're like stuck in a time warp in 2002. So because I brought you the numbers, like I had numbers that like the range was one to a hundred and I'm at three. So my doctor's like, you're fine. You're like three yeah. when the range is one to a hundred is not yeah. fine. You yeah. can't be the at three. You horrible. need to be at 50 or above. So yeah. that's why you feel like crap. And all of my numbers were that way. And yeah. fast forward two years later, all my numbers are now middle to high. And I feel like a completely different person. Right. So and those numbers are different at every system you go to. So right. like, for example, here in town, HCMC, uh, uh, Abbott, Northwestern, yep, they're all different. Uh, Methodist, every, they all use different, they don't have a, a set range. So it's different at every system you go to. There are oh, national wow. standards for like cholesterol and blood sugar, but there are no national hormones. standards for hormones. So every different lab has a different set of normal ranges and it's how they make these normal ranges. And doctors, the scary thing is docs use those as, as their guidelines. They don't, which, cause they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what's optimal. It's, right. it's wacky. If that's what and they're I, given. I, yeah. That's the resources they have. That's what yeah. they use. With a lack of training, they have no clue what to do. So that's, that's the problem. I mean, and it's not their fault. It's, it's, it's the, the fault system. of our training. So yeah. these the docs system. are, you know, they're all smart and they're all, you know, almost every one of them is, you know, has good intentions and is kind hearted. It's not bad. It's just that they don't know what to do. So it's a lack of training. Right. So now you've mentioned like fertility. That's usually the first thing people think of, right. When we talk right. about hormones being off, um, is that someone struggling with fertility, but what are some of the other aspects, uh, that can be affected in your life by maybe your hormones being off? Well, well, you know, what you guys have been talking about, you know, quality of sleep. I mean, a lot of women in their mid thirties, they, they make plenty of estrogen, but they don't, they stop making enough progesterone. Their ovaries stop making enough progesterone. So estrogen, you know, is good, you know, has good and bad effects. I mean, it, it has really positive effects on your bones. And, you know, and, and it keeps you awake and it stimulates your brain, but it doesn't, if you don't have any progesterone, progesterone is kind of like, it's yin and yang. Progesterone has a, a calming effect on the brain, ha, lets you get into deeper sleep levels. It has a calming effect on breast tissue. So if you get bad PMS, you know, breast tenderness in your PMS times, that's because you have too much estrogen usually and not enough progesterone. So, it, but it, when it doesn't let you sleep, and it also tends to make you anxious. If you have estrogen unchecked with no progesterone around you, tend to, it tends to promote, uh, uh, stimulate, you know, your brain and even make you anxious. And women who were like, I've never been anxious my whole life. They hit their mid thirties, late thirties. And they were like, I'm anxious. I can't sleep. I'm irritable. Worst PMS symptoms. I mean, it's, uh, I, what about that? Sounds great. And you know, if you check, <laughs> right. You check, yeah. <laughs> and you like know, you said, and that's 30s. So you don't have to be 50. Right? It's your 30s. Right. That and you I, start, I like, yeah. I like that you're mentioning it. that age because that's 
typically not an age where women are starting to think that maybe their hormones or something that is an issue. Right. And, and they don't get to the root of the problem. They say, well, let's try you on sleeping pills and anti-anxiety yeah. medication. Yep. Let's, and you know, and maybe if that doesn't work, we'll be on some high powered antidepressants, which often turn you, you know, they zombify you really, you know, they make <laughs> yeah. you kind of like flat, you know, you, 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 you don't, you can't get too happy or too sad. You kind of walk around. Well, especially uh, if it's not depression that you're dealing with, it's exactly. anxiety, right? Do you yeah, know what I mean? So issue. it's the treating using the wrong. You're not treating the cause or the source. You're, you're, you're basically covering up a symptom. Right. Right. So, and, I mean, and we're talking about a lot of female issues, but this can also be a male issue male, as well. Right. Correct? Absolutely. And sex drive. It's a big thing for sex drive. For... Absolutely. 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 And, uh, you know, testosterone is important for men and women. Women only need a little bit of testosterone, but if they have zero, their libido goes to zero. Men, when they, a lot of men, even in their late thirties, early forties, start losing their libido, losing their sexual function, uh, you know, and their testosterone tanks. It can be a variety of reasons, you know. Uh, you what do you mean know, by uh, sexual function? What do you mean they lose that? What oh, does that I mean, mean, they, they, you know, they can't. Oh, so is that what the Viagra is for? That's, yeah. that's why people be using Viagra. Right. Exactly. Be, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. See? So, so a lot of guys, even their late thirties, early forties, they notice that they lose their drive. They lose their function. You know, they can't, they can't maintain erections. It's really common. I mean, now you can go into why that is. I mean, that theoretically men's testicles shouldn't stop functioning, but, but they do now. Why, you know, there are all sorts of reasons why, you know, uh, that can happen. Uh, stress to, you know, excessive stress to, uh, you know, toxicity, you know, there's, there's some um, uh, toxic reasons, you know, exposure to, you know, chemicals and whatnot. I mean, they're, they're implicating a bunch of things that, you know, they're still trying to work that out, but, but regardless, uh, men lose their hormones as well. And they're often in their early forties. That's a really common time. Wow. Uh, and I was going to ask just um, like, what are some of those lifestyle things that people can kind of change or, or maybe that they're like, I know when we had Stephanie on the show, we talked a lot about like absorption and um, you know, like the, even just the cleaning products you use yeah, and um, beauty products and things like absolutely. that um, really absolutely. can affect your hormones. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? One of the things that I've kind of like light bulbs gone off in my head recently is like, we really, we really, without, you know, things like clean water, clean air, clean foods, or, you know, whatever you want, you know, healthy, non-toxic foods, we, we really can't be healthy. So, I mean, these things should all be sacred, really. I mean, you know, in a way, as a society, we should treat our quality of water, our quality of food, our quality of air as sacred, because without, if, how many people could live in a place that's incredibly polluted and feel great? you know, like they walk right. around like, and you know, some places I've heard on earth, like in China, I heard our, it's like smoking a pack a day of cigarettes because wow. just because the pollution's so bad. I mean, how, who can be healthy for a long time in that? I mean, you just can't, not to mention the people who tend to have asthma. So yeah. So anything that's toxic, including healthcare products. And, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, you're putting in your body products, daily care yeah, products. You know, like, we talked a lot about, um, like artificial hormones that are absolutely. in products. Like I struggle with fertility. So I learned a lot about like right. BPA and, right. and eliminating those things from my life because absolutely. of how they affect us. 
Absolutely, because they're all endocrine disruptors. That's true. And uh, that's the same with the toxicity, like with men. I mean, uh, if you know, you have a lot of toxin exposure, they, it messes with your hormones, your glands. Is that Actually, like smoking too? Does that make a difference? Function. I'm Alcohol sorry? and cigarettes, like smoking, like does yeah. that stuff make a yeah, difference? That all, yeah, that's, that's excessive alcohol, you know, smoking at all, you know, is, is going to mess with everything as well. I mean, it just doesn't let your system function optimally. You know, you're poisoning yourself basically. So none of us can avoid poisons altogether. So, I mean, you could drive yourself insane trying to do that. But, but <laughs> right. to Listen, keep, I'm drinking know. tequila, yeah, and, and I've, Dr. Cinda. I'm having tequila, Dr. Cinda. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in, in, in all in moderation, you know, you know, moderation, you know, you can make right. the case that alcohol yeah. is actually, you know, not horrible for you and very moderate amounts. Right. You know, but Right. What, what's the cutoff for that? That's, all, <laughs> that's what everybody's, that's what all the scientists are, you know, well, and then, and then I would assume like anything, I mean, we're all so unique and individual. So something right. that might affect exactly. my body, like I, I have autoimmunity. So yes. like, I can't use beauty products that have formaldehyde in them and things yes. like that. Like I react to them I mean, where no other issue. people exactly. have absolutely no issue with that. So I would assume that's exactly. kind of the same thing for hormones, right? Like, absolutely something might affect me more than it affects someone else. Absolutely. And it has to do with your body's ability to clear toxins and the way your body metabolizes things. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. Um, some of us are genetically uh, just predisposed to, uh, you know, not cl clearing even just our normal products of daily metabolism, you know, and that leads to buildup of, of toxins as well. And it, not to mention, you know, uh, exposure to, you know, pesticides, herbicides, you know, uh, chemicals in our daily, you know, self-care products. So, yeah. So, so, so because oh, they are so unique, like if someone wanted to reach out to say you, or maybe a doctor in their area that has a practice that's similar to what you guys are doing, what does that look like? Well, it's highly variable, but I mean, uh, yeah. Like yeah, where, where know, would I, you I start? Like, if where you just want well, I mean, yeah. Like, where do you walk I mean, in? Like, what I, is it like? What? I would say, look, look for someone who's, uh, who uses, uh, you know, they call them bioidentical hormones. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of that term, to be honest, even though I use them, I, I bioidentical sounds a little, you know, mystical to me. It's, it's really bioequivalent is what they're saying. That's this more scientific word is bioequivalent. It means they're naturally That's the marketing occurring. term. <laughs> they're, they're right. Exactly. They're naturally occurring hormones, but you're going to be looking for bioidentical hormone replacement or BH all capital letters, B-H-R-T, um, or else uh, someone who's trained in functional medicine through, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, an, uh, an organization called the Institute for Functional Medicine. I think they do a really nice job in training doctors and certify, and I am certified in that too. And uh, that it's, it's really just trying to get to the root of root cause of problems, try to with as many natural products as possible, whether it be hormones or nutrients, trying to look for things, you know, nutrition, you know, nutrients and hormones and uh, ways to fix those things to, you know, improve your quality of life without, you know, putting you at, you know, in harm's way. Yeah. Know. So at your practice, do you guys specialize in certain like certain areas? Like if someone had fertility issues, could they come to you or is it more just no. for, um, other issues. No, it's, it's hormonal imbalances. We, so we mostly see women who are having bad PMS from, you know, early mid thirties on bad or worsening PMS, you know, in the premenopausal time or perimenopausal time, perimenopause means like, you know, you're not having, you're, 
you're not menopausal yet, but you're not, you know, things have shifted and you're feeling much worse. Uh, we see a lot of postmenopausal women here too. And we see a lot of men who have uh, low testosterone as well. You know, we treat a lot of thyroid conditions here. Uh, thyroid, you know, when I first started in training in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, uh, we managed thyroids much more more uh, responsive to to thyroid conditions. Now, uh, you know, they've changed the way uh, that we we uh, monitor and manage thyroid to the point where we're missing tons of people who have it, and a lot of people are walking around tired and and uh, you know with brain fog and trouble losing you know you know weight because their thyroid's not being managed well. So um, so we see a lot of those people as well. Um, and you mentioned postmenopause, and I just wanted to touch on that because my mom. Um, has been on the same medication for menopause for as long as I can remember, like my whole life. Right. Like I remember she had a procedure when I was really young right. um, that put her into menopause and she's still right. to this day taking that same medication. And I was like, mom, you really need to like explore new options. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. maybe this is outdated uh, medication. Depending on what that is, I might be, I might be cringing right now, but if, it, okay. if, if, if <laughs> I'm going to send her your way. Okay. She is local. I could give her like a, tip to say yeah just ask him if you, yeah you know, but I, sure I know she said like if she misses one or whatever she gets the full-on hot flash you know all of those symptoms right. and it's been so long and i'm like there has right. to be a better option and there's right. no way she's the only woman dealing with that oh no no and some woman asked me oh, how long these hot flashes are going to last well i mean when I, I remember even first being in training meeting women in their 80s and 90s were still having hot flashes you know so Oh, awesome yeah. i'm like yeah, super great. excited for that like we don't deal with but, enough <laughs> wait but one thing i was going to ask you and marlene had mentioned it earlier like when people come in what are the what are the things that you check like you talked about like vitamin yeah. d d like can you kind of list some of the hormones yeah, I mean, that so you kind we, of we, we check their hormones right you know and women estrogen you know estrogen progesterone testosterone you know uh, we check, you know, we check a lot of vitamin D levels because that's another area that's very neglected. And most people walking around are deficient in vitamin D, especially in Minnesota, but everywhere in the country they are, uh, especially anybody of color. I mean, I, any family I see in urgent care, I get them, I tell them all, I suggest the vitamin D for the whole family. I mean, I tell them how to dose it, but I, I strongly encourage them. You know, we have so many Somalis here in Minnesota. I mean, I, you know, I, I strongly encourage them to get on it. Their quality of life will improve dramatically. Uh, they'll feel better mood wise, strength wise. Um, I, so I check a lot of vitamin D levels. I check uh, B12 levels a lot. I check uh, thyroid a lot, uh, you know, a fair amount of, you know, iron, if that's an issue for them. I mean, you know, a lot of people also, they'll bring in labs, some labs too, because some of these labs, their doctors will do, but it's, it's really unfortunate how rare that a lot of these things are being done. They're basic labs that are available widely and just nobody's doing on a regular basis it's and i see people i'm like wow your b12 is crazy low your thyroid's crazy low your vitamin d is crazy low nobody's you know when they go see their doctor every year and get the same panel of blood tests and they're still feeling bad and they're not checking these other things which you know so yeah I, 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 I i'm baffled by it <clears throat> we used to do um much more complete panels back in the and you do my DHE. What what is? Yeah, it? DHEA is an adrenal Our hormone. Oh, yeah. It's a it's like it's an androgen like testosterone, but it's made by the adrenal glands, which sit on top of your kidneys. And uh, adrenal glands, yeah, on top of each kidney, you have a little like almond shaped gland called an adrenal gland, 
and they make like adrenaline and cortisol. They actually make 120 some different chemicals, but they also make DHEA, which is very important, especially for women. DHEA is uh, a reflection of adrenal function, but it also is really important for bone health, mood, libido, weight, and people just tend to age better if they have healthy amounts of DHEA levels. And we see a lot of low, really low DHEA levels too. Uh, so we treat those as well. It's really easy to treat too. It's not, there's nothing yeah, dramatic and, about it. It's and really I went to my doctor and I get, you gave me the list because you're like, yeah. I can, you can pay me to do it or you can see if it's covered by your insurance. And I asked for all of it and they actually, yeah. I just did it. They gave me the tests and then I brought them to you. <laughs> right. And sometimes, and, and there are a lot of docs who are very open to that, which is awesome. And I, they're part of the answer really. I mean, even just them cooperating is, right. is helpful. And, uh, and there are tons of, I mean, I, I mean, I hear and talk to tons of docs all the time who don't do what I do, but they're crazy interested. I actually have a lot of doctors who are patients of mine as well. So, wow. So, um, you know, who are mainstream docs who are totally into it. So, you know, and I've heard of people at all sorts of institutions, even OBGYNs who are crazy into this and they're, yeah, and they're, part of, they're definitely part of the answer. And there are more and more people doing what I do. And I, you know, I can't see everybody. So, I mean, I'm, I'm right. thrilled to have more people getting into this and there are more all the time. And, and that's a very good sign. And I'm very encouraged at the interest. Even when I go to national conferences, they'll have like side, you know, even, you know, national conventions, medical conventions, mainstream medical conventions, and they'll have, uh, a room all day that's talking about functional medicine and hormones and natural hormones and it's jam-packed full of people so it's it's the that's interest great. is that's the awesome. interest is really starting to pick up and that's a very encouraging sign so i am optimistic it's just you know now we have we're we still have this old it's like this taboo um yeah. like yeah. i don't know weirdness when you right. talk about hormones right and right, right and everybody thinks oh risk i'm like well no that's if you use synthetic or horse hormone. Right. human bodies don't like synthetic and horse hormones they right, want right, what right. they used to have but that being said i mean we're already consuming lots of synthetic hormones <laughs> just in our products that we're using we every eat. single exactly. day right we're, we're either consuming <laughs> hormones in our food or we're using products that totally dis derail our natural hormone oh. system right yeah. so so that, that i didn't hear what that person <laughs> you talked about but i I think she's right on with a lot of that. That's yeah. for sure. But and, the and only she, problem is ovaries die. So there's no, there's no, it's nothing short of a Christmas miracle is going to bring those back to life. So that's a, that's a one huge difference between men and women. I mean, men's testicles test you know, technically never, you know, have to die or should die. Whereas ovaries do kind of retire and they, you right. know, they shrivel up, they, you know, they atrophy, they shrivel up and they stop functioning. They, you know, they check, they, they lose, you know, so you either have to treat that or, or have a hormonal deficiency the rest of your life. So, but then I've, I've, I've read information it. that you can like turn that around and there are things that you can do to kind of bring those numbers up. Is that, do you know if that's true? Well, well, there are certainly, you know, there are certainly things you can do to keep your endocrine system and your glands healthy. And, you know, and uh, I, you know, I, I, honestly, it gets back to, what we've been talking about the whole time, you know, avoid toxins, healthy sleep, healthy food, healthy water, healthy air. I mean, it's really, you know, you know, you know, it you know, sounds so simple. Being, being active, <laughs> right? 
you know, it's all, it's all the things that are boring, right? You know, yeah, yeah, all the you know, things that people could keep active, to healthy diet, do. right? Yeah, exactly. It's you know, avoid toxins, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's hard, hard, easier said than done, though. I think that's the it, thing. It, it it's is, challenging. You know, I mean, you really have to put an effort in. I think, and absolutely have and, awareness of yeah. everything. Because right. I didn't even think about toothpaste, like all the things that I yeah. use every I day. Um, until I started doing this, doing this podcast, really like, wow. I mean, even the things I wash my floor with are filled yeah. with toxins. I mean, everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I like me some fabuloso. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I know, and it's scary also, what they let us all be exposed to every day. It really is scary. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that gets by. I mean, like, wow, why, why is that a why did they like, let that happen? Formaldehyde you know? shouldn't be in anything. I'm no, pretty sure. No. Like, <laughs> right. right. Like I'm actually People kind of thankful that us, my body. Know? Yeah. I'm thankful that my body rejects those things, but yeah, yeah. it's like, why is this even in our products to, right. begin, to with? begin with? That seems not right. No, at it all, so. right. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's illogical. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of crazy, but I would say, I mean, I've sent a lot of people to you. Oh, I you. mean, you know, like my, the lady that manages my office building is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Amy, do you, do you, I think Amy oh, yeah. is yeah, from yeah. Ella, Sala. Oh my gosh. She's like changed her life. She is just like the happiest person in the world. Oh, I good. see her in the bathroom. I see her down the hallway. Um, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of funny cause she'll, you know, send me her hormone stuff. Like, I mean, just the funniest <laughs> things that, but it's one of those things where like, people will see me because I have lost some weight and I couldn't, I mean, it just wasn't happening. And they're like, what did you do? I'm like, I got my hormones balanced. And that's yeah. what I tell everyone. And yeah. they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, it was all over the place. And it didn't matter. My, I'm doing the same things, but I was just so imbalanced that I, you know, I couldn't, it was hard to be consistent. And even if I was ex exercising and eating healthy, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't matter. Um, right. Cause everything was so out of control so right um so yeah. yeah i hear that over and over again you know and it's it's not yeah. that hard i mean it, i mean it's very logical you know yeah i was gonna say that makes me wonder how many people are walking around with unbalanced hormones probably a, a lot. lot a lot yeah well i'll tell you i'll tell you a common experience that i've had happen several times since i've been doing this you know i've been well i've been doing this exact stuff that i've been doing for 10 years but i mean i've started prescribing hormones in the early 90s People, women will come in and they say, I've felt bad for five years, seven years, and they plop a stack of lab tests on my desk. <laughs> They're literally like three inches thick of lab tests. And they say every one of those lab tests is normal. So they basically implied to me that I'm crazy <laughs> and that, or that I'm stressed or this normal aging or I'm just getting old. So I need to just deal with it and accept this as the new normal. Uh, so I'll check five lab tests, five hormone levels and a vitamin D and a thyroid. And every one of them's off. Every one of them is, every one of them is like lower zero. Low, right? That was mine. So, so when they're not even checking that they should be checking those things and they're not because that's the way our system that we're being pressured now to, you know, I check every one of those. They're all low. I treat those with the stuff that I know is healthy and good for you. Get all of those levels up to a good place they feel way better and i'm a heretic for doing this yeah. <laughs> and, and they come back in and i check all the levels and the levels are all optimal now they feel great and they're like and then they're happy they're really happy but then they're pissed because they're like i shouldn't have had to go through all that 
seven, for five to seven years yeah. to get to you who's off the beaten path. 100%. You heretic doctor. <laughs> so it's like, it's insane. It's it absolutely is. insane. We should it's be doing insane. this everywhere. It would almost be funny. It, it's like dark comedy because it would almost be funny if it wasn't so tragic, if so many right. people weren't suffering. Right. Yeah. It, it's dark comedy almost. And it is suffering. I'll tell it you from personal it's experience. Suffering. It's really it's terrible and it's to not neglect. sleep. And... and it's the way we're taught. It, our training needs to change. It just does. I mean, these docs are smart and they're good people and they're kind hearted. We need to be trained better. We need, we need to have, we, we do. And, and I'm not trying to ridicule anybody. I'm just trying to find better ways. We just do we need to yeah. we need to find better and, ways. to. And it's important. Our... It's important too, as the patient to to advocate for yourself too if you're a senior primary doctor and they just keep telling you that something isn't wrong but you know like only you know how you feel (laughs) you you know if there's something wrong and if your doctor isn't helping you find a different doctor that's that's willing to to help you out absolutely and how sad it is that we have to say that yeah right and it's super common one of the first things and i you know i get i've had to i've been able to you know train a lot of you know, students and, you know, medical students that over the years in urgent care and family, family medicine. And uh, one of the first things to tell them is, you know, you, you work for that patient. You, you are there to be their advocate. You're not there to judge them. You are there to help them. And you're there to listen to them. And, and if you're not getting them better, and if you don't know what to do next, you need to pick up the phone, refer them to somebody else, or call and get a consult you know, or, and you need to keep looking, you, you know, you don't labeling things like saying, well, you're just, you're just, it's stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. You're just getting old. That, yeah. that really pisses people off. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or for a lot of us or, who have been anxiety, overweight. Anxiety or you. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, no, yeah. I, you, that that's all cop out medicine. I, that's, yeah. and we do the same thing with hormones. We, we cop out, you're within the normal range. Well, the normal range is ridiculous. Like for DHEA, I'll give you an example. At Fairview, their normal range forever, I think might have changed recently, which is crazy too. Their normal was 35 to 435. Jesus. Yeah, that was mine. It was <laughs> yeah. that big. And yeah. I was like 40. And she's right. like, you're good. I'm like, yeah, but no, I don't not. feel good. good. No, you're not good. No. <laughs> and now, so in functional medicine, we know now really you want to be, you know, you can argue about it, but it looks like between somewhere between 200 and 300 is the sweet spot. And you don't even want it to be 430. Over 400 is, is not good either. And that's in their normal range as well. So both ends of their normal range are bad. I mean, they've had bad, bad health outcomes with that. Yeah, it's we, crazy. It, so it's, it's just a, it's a training issue. It's, it's, um, but it will get better. I, 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 I'm optimistic, but it's going to take time because the system that's in place now is, uh, yeah. You know, well, that's why we want to educate people and just let them know yeah. that there are other there are other options out there and that right. this is an option and just even sharing with them what to look for in their cities. You know Absolutely. what I mean? If they're having these kind of challenges and issues right. and right. I'm just grateful that I was able to find something here. Locally, yeah. if you live in Minnesota, you're in, you're in Edina. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that I know people really struggle with, especially women as they get older is peeing themselves. Right. Right. It's very common whether you had children or not, but especially if you've had children, to have issues with uh, loss of bladder control. Uh, you can have what they call stress incontinence, which is the most common, coughing, sneezing, jumping, any type of exertion, playing tennis, whatever, laughing, <laughs> anything that, you know, ha- any lifting, you, you'll have some leakage. 
Other, other um, types are urgent incontinence, which they also call overactive bladder, which means as soon as your bladder gets a little bit full, you have trouble, you have to hurry and get to the bathroom or else you're gonna have some leakage. Uh, those types of things and other forms of incontinence uh, are very, very common. And it's kind of the thing that you don't hear a lot about because the stigma or, you know, it's the kind of thing that- Hard to talk know, about. <laughs> it's embarrassing, right. It can be, um, but it's so common. I mean, it's, you take 10 women who've had children, put them in a room, I bet you, you know, six or seven of them are have, have issues with their bladder. So um, traditionally or, or currently this, you know, the, the standard of care is uh, use uh, prescription medicines, which work, but they have side effects and you got to take them all every day. Uh, surgery, which is, you know, it's uh, surgery, right? My grandma so, had <laughs> surgery and she had a stroke from the surgery. It was yeah, awful. And she was tragic. paralyzed on the side of yeah, her body tragic, from the right? exactly. surgery from incontinence. So. Exactly. exactly. So th that's why you don't want to have rush into surgery, right? <laughs> Tragedy, tragic. Um, the other uh, treatment is, well, you just wear pads every day. Well, that's expensive as well. I mean, they're saying it's about a thousand dollars a year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, if you walk down the aisle at like Target, there's a whole section for exactly. incontinence. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's happening. Like right. I mean, people are experiencing it. So. Exactly. So, right. So there's a whole around it. So what they come up with, this is fascinating technology. It's called the Emcella chair and it's, you sit on it fully clothed and it, it uses high fem technology, which stands for high intensity focused electromagnetic treatment. And it just basically, it gives you like- Kegels. Yeah, it gives you- it, it does it, 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 it stimulates with, with little electric shocks. I mean, you know, it's, they're, they're not painful. They, are, they do feel strange, I gotta say. It's exhilarating, I call it. <laughs> I sat on the chair. Yeah, yeah. I've sat on it. I've yeah. sat on the chair. Well, what was your experience like, Felicia? It, it was it. It. I can't explain it. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel weird or bad, or it just kind of tingles a little bit. I mean, I watch television. That sounds fun. I mean, it wasn't it quite fast, as fun as you, you might it want fast. it to be. Um, but it was completely comfortable. It's relaxing for me. It was like I don't really get twenty minutes by myself very often, so I was like, exactly. sweet. I can't. I couldn't be on my phone during it, so it would made yeah. me relax. And, but I sometimes when I sneeze have a challenge. So you guys let me use the chair and it, it worked. Um, yeah. And I haven't had kids. So, right. you know, my bladder thousands, isn't really bad. Right. So it doesn't have to be with kids. I mean, just, just bladders tend to get, you know, I mean, I think it's my mom has it really bad and she's had me and my grandma had it really bad. So I'm right. thinking I probably have it because of that, well, but genetics. it's not super bad because I haven't had a child. Yeah. yeah, But birth, you know, there's, so. yeah, there's genetics involved to your anatomy and that, so that's, that, that contributes as well. Um, but yeah, so it just basically improves uh, the muscle tone in your deep pelvic floor muscles. And uh, it, it stimulates the muscles, makes them, you know, stronger, improves, improves tone, improves the, uh, uh, the, your control, you do like six treatments to, uh, twice a week for three weeks. And then you'll do like touch-ups after that, maybe, you know, anywhere from two to four times a year, depending on um, what you need. Not everybody seems to need those. Some people it's like, wow, I'm, I'm good to go. It works. Wow. Yeah. It's like but a million Kegel exercises it does for you. I think it's kind Sorry? of the best way. To, I feel like it, the best way to explain it is imagine a 10, it does the like a 10,000 Kegel exercises in 20 minutes. I mean, right. it kind of does it for you. Exactly. And a lot of people just plain Kegels 
don't work that well or they can't, (laughs) the firing and the dysfunction and the the lack of uh, muscle tone and the firing is so bad. You can't, you can't keggle enough to make a difference. So, so that's why it's it's a pretty, I mean, it's really something that a lot of women suffer from. Right. I mean, really. And as you get older, like some people, I mean, they can't work out. They can't without having to wear like something or right. You know, which is terrible. I think as you get older, right. it's, it's, it's hard. It affects your lifestyle for a lot yeah, of women. Like playing tennis or, you know, even playing something like playing tennis. It's like, I hear a lot of women say, wow. Yeah. Every time I go for the run for that <laughs> shot, I do a sprint. Like, there you go. Um, the other thing is, um, one of the things that's telling to me about this too, is a lot of people who talk about this and I, you know, when, when we were learning about it, there will be, you know, they're gynecologists and urologists who have it in their office and they're like, Hey, you know, I, I can either keep women out of surgery or else I, after surgery, it, 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 uh, keeps them healthy. I mean, it keeps, keeps their, their pelvic floor muscle tone, uh, healthy. So it's, it's a really good uh, option. It's, it's a lot better, you know, I mean, we've had incredible results. I mean, you know, up to, you know, 95% improvement. Um, wow. With stress and yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's, it's life-changing for a lot of people. So that's amazing. Uh, so definitely something to look into in your area. Yes. If that's something that yeah. you struggle with. Yeah. We thought it was a good match for our practice. Cause we have so many women who, you know, are, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal, or, you know, or just to yeah. have. And you're, bladder. we're talking a lot about this being a female problem, but is, can this also be a man problem? I mean, well, men have bladders too, right? Can. And I actually have had a, I have had some men who had bladder issues and they responded well too. We have a guy right now, he's doing fabulous. He's thrilled. He's thrilled. He's, awesome. uh, his control is so much better. Actually, they're even, they've even uh, got an indication for sexual health now too, which is, uh, uh, always, you know, we oh, always really uh, on that machine. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's improves- still good, but just in case, well, it improves, uh, you know, the pelvic more, uh, pelvic floor muscle strength. So it's easier to orgasm, stronger orgasms, uh, improves blood flow and incru- improves sensitivity and improves function. I mean, yeah, we know, like so all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know. I mean, that. I don't have new? these issues, but, uh, but still for, I'm sure for a lot of women that have had children though like that's a side effect yeah. i'm sure well yeah. yeah or you know a lot of women who are postmenopausal they they feel like they lose sensitivity a lot too they just they feel like well the way you know I, I'll, I'll quote them they say i feel dead down there yeah <laughs> so it, you know it definitely improves that in addition kind of to brings you know, life back in addition to that's in addition cool. to like improve you know you you fix their hormones too and then you do charity makes a huge it's got a little bit of a synergy wow. it all works yeah, together for sure, for yeah sure. works on it in different ways but so i'm sure that see that's why everybody loves you you're making life good yeah <laughs> it's just it's a lot of common sense i you know, like i said i'm a heretic and i'm like wow okay i'm just being logical you know it's, yeah that's what we do in everything yeah. else in medicine i don't know why it's just this big taboo everybody's freaked out about hormones it's uh. you, no you really don't need to be freaked out about it just just learn how to do it safely and yeah. And, and, and be gentle with it. Don't, you know, don't hammer people with hormones. You know, that's where the other side of, I think hormones is that people, people have abused them, you know, mm. like athletes. Well, I think people get afraid. Like, am I going to get cancer if I take hormones? Yeah. Like I hear that a lot yeah. for women, breast cancer. That is, that is 
they're stuck in 2002. You know, when they re when they reevaluate these cancer risks, looking at naturally occurring hormones, it doesn't, it's not fair. Right, that's the difference. In fact, yeah. you know, the, the French study that said the people who use the naturally occurring hormones, uh, estrogen and progesterone, they actually had a decreased risk of breast cancer, not an wow. increase. So it's not, there, there's, there's the perception and then there's reality. But just because somebody says, just because something said 10 million times on the internet doesn't mean that's that factual, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yep. So if you're a local person, Dr. Cinda, definitely check out his practice, Innovative Directions in Health. Um, and if you feel like there's something off, something wrong, trust your instincts and uh, reach out and advocate for yourself and get some help because we all deserve to feel our best, right? We do. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Sindo. We so appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all of this information. It's definitely going to help some people. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.